Hello. Welcome to Closed Door Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Mill Ivory. If you're looking for a non-judgmental, open and honest conversation about any and all things that are usually discussed behind closed doors, you're in the right place. Hello, 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 CDC fam. I am just excited to be here with you guys today. I definitely owe you guys an apology. I've been slack as fuck, but life, life in this COVID shit and a whole bunch of other stuff, but no excuses, no excuses. We getting down to it today. So today we're going to talk about depression, but not just any depression, because I'm definitely going to do a show on depression total because I feel like it does not discriminate, but I am so honored to have a friend that's willing to share his story because depression in men is different than depression in women. Men always want to tough it out and they don't talk about that shit. So my boy going to talk about it with me today. So I'm excited. Say hello to the people. Yo, yo, yo. What's good, everybody? Um, my name is TJ Brookwood. That's what I go by. Um, you might have heard me on a recent, well, not recent, but, you know, a previous episode. Happy to be back. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited for you to share your journey with people because let me throw out some facts because, you know, I like to throw out facts first. Um, Depression is a very common mental illness. Let's just be very clear about that. It impacts four out of five Americans. Now, a lot of people that go through depression don't feel that way because they feel isolated. They feel like they're the only person that's going through it. Now, even though it is the leading cause of disability in both women and men, the biggest thing associated with depression in men is that they don't talk about it, especially in our culture. Men have been taught to be tough. They have to thug it out. And you weak if you talk about that shit, but times are changing. And so there's advocates for that. And people are realizing, you know, even though men are supposed to be the backbone and they're supposed to be the provider, they health counts too. So TJ, let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So just a couple of questions. How do you feel? Do you feel like, um, how do you first knew you was depressed though? Like tell I won't, well let me tell let me let me go back. How long have you been struggling with depression, and do you feel like is a cure for it? Um, to be honest with you, I don't really know like the time frame that I've been dealing with depression. You know what I'm saying? Only and I say that only because I might have been dealing with it as a teenager and didn't know until like my later years that. I've been dealing with it, but I will say like over the past three, three to four years, I've been, I know personally I've been dealing with it, but it could have been longer, but these past three to four years, um, it's definitely been an issue. Right. And what made you come to terms with that? Um, just be honest with you just being in a in that dark space and having that that mental breakdown and um looking myself in the mirror you know just having that come to jesus moment with myself like you need help 
something something is going on. Right. You gotta, you gotta fix it. So um that yeah, being in that dark place, that's how I um, you know, figured it out. Whenever you you felt like because we get this a lot, especially in the black community, whenever you felt like, damn, I'm depressed. Like you said, I need help. What's going on? Did you feel like depression was a sign of weakness? Um, of course. You know, um, like you said, um, in our community, our culture, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, as a man, like you said, you're you're taught to thug it out, you know, keep your emotions inside, you know, things of that nature. So, I mean, I definitely felt like, you know, it was, um, you know, a problem, you know what I'm saying, to talk to somebody about it. Because, um, no, everybody got their own shit going on. And the way I think, I'd be like, man, you know, everybody got their shit going on. I don't want to put my burdens or my troubles on the next person. Now, did you did you reach out for professional help or did you just tell someone that you trusted? Um, I did both, actually. Um, I did the professional first. And, um, you know, it did work for a while. But, you know, I guess my sense of pride and being a man, it's like, man, you not supposed to do that. Man, fuck this shit. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. right. Listen, I, I am an advocate for counseling. Um, I'm not sure if you know this, because I know a lot of people know this, because I'm like, kind of open about it. But you know, I have a son that suffers from bipolar depression. And I tried to get him to come on and have a conversation about it. And he was just like, Oh, no, it's too much. It's too much. And so he's not to the point yet where, yet where he's comfortable with talking about it. So to be honest, thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. Because it's different with you coming out to friends and family and people that you trust and that you know that's not going to judge you. Right. But it's different putting your business on a larger platform like a podcast <laughs> just to, to kind of help other people because there's a lot of people that's dealing with it. But the only way that we're going to normalize our black men making sure that their mental health is okay is to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I guess, hey, I mean, like, you know, worst I could do is be open about it and still deal with the same shit. So, I mean, why not just put it out there and I may get the closure I need. Right. So maybe it's stepping stone, you know, so it's always a stepping stone because do you feel like once you have depression is uncurable or do you feel like it's something that's curable? Um, I feel like it's definitely, um, curable. You, know you think I, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um, Hmm. that's interesting we're not born well i don't think that we're born with it you know what i'm saying it's just something that that develops you know from certain situations in life you know we don't know what triggers like depression you know we don't but you know what i think i think is is i can't even say as a coping mechanism because i had my brush with depression too i actually took medicine and to seek counseling and I have times where I get overwhelmed but a lot of things in my life is because I'm so close to my family 
I get overwhelmed with other people's bullshit, like other people's things. So I can only imagine how that is as a man who's expected to take on everybody else's bullshit. Right. I mean, um, it's a lot, honestly, because, you know, we're raised to, again, be tough and keep everything in and we got to hold, hold down the household, keep the family together, you know. So um, it's definitely tough. It really is. And then, um, you know, with everything that's going on in society, we got to, you know, be the backbone for our family and things of that nature. But then we got to step into the world and, you know, do grown up shit. But, you know, what I face every day, you know, the everybody else don't face, you know, I'm still a black man, you know, which is I'm proud to say, but it's kind of sad to say at the same time, because, you know, a normal traffic stop for the next person may be my life. Man, I I try not to be prejudiced because people, some people think I'm feeling prejudiced when I'm sharing stories, but like I tell people, I'm definitely not prejudiced, but I am a black woman. So when I speak from experience, I can only give you the experience from a black woman. And so therefore, I know what our men deal with, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? So I. I just feel like they're just not, and I feel like de- depression does not discriminate. Let's just be clear. Right. It don't. I just feel like in some senses, and, and, and if I'm wrong, somebody come in the comments, correct me. Tell me I'm wrong. Give me facts. Um, I just feel like Caucasian men, even though they manly, they're more in touch with their emotions than black men. Uh-huh. Like, and I think it depends on how you were raised. You know what I'm saying? And even if you open up that emotional door for a man, for a black man, some of them still feel a certain type of way. Like they can be vulnerable with you, but they can't be vulnerable with everybody else. Yeah, that's true. You know, so let me ask you this, though. So Uh specifically, what made you go to counseling and what did you feel after your first session? Um, what made me go to counseling? Um, okay, so you know, just putting it out there. Um, you know, I wasn't always the the straight and for like you know the clean cut, straightforward guy. You know, I did my dirt like everybody else that might have done dirt. You know what I'm saying? I was you were sneaky. You were an open book. That what you saying? Yeah, I mean, nah, nah. I'm saying, um, <laughs> you know, I was out in the streets, you know, doing street shit, you know. Right, 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 right. I was doing shit like that, um, you know, and um, I was doing that while I was in school, you know what I'm saying, in college, and um, it the streets and school it don't mix, you know what I'm saying? If you're really out there like that, and um fucked up my education the first song and um you know just the fact that I let everybody down that got to me and then on top of that you know some street shit happened to me you know what I'm saying um and you know once everything happened 
I had that I had that come to Jesus moment. Um and that was basically it. You know what I mean? Like um I'm not I'm not the toughest nigga in the world. If anybody do know me or see me, I don't portray that, you know what I'm saying? And then the way that I'm built as far as like my frame, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm a small guy, you know what I'm saying? But just doing street shit. Got hit, got hit a couple times, got poked a couple times, you know, fought, fought for my life a couple times, you know what I'm saying? And um, that brought me down, down to the South and I had to start over, you know what I mean? But in the process of starting over, that depression kicked in and, um, you know, that was the start. But how was it? Like, so when you went to counseling, like, how did you feel? Um when you went like did you feel exposed did you feel like oh, i mean what like were you open-minded going into it or you feel like because most people they go into it feel like man this shit ain't finna help like I definitely wasn't you know what i'm saying i definitely wasn't i felt like oh i mean i i felt like a woman you know what i'm saying and what i mean by that is you know street shit like you know, we ain't supposed to talk, you know what I mean? Like women talk about their problems with their girlfriends and shit like that. You know, men, whenever we get together, we just shooting the shit. See, that's the problem. So one of the biggest thing I feel like with men is one, they feel like they can't trust anybody and they can't talk to anybody. So one of the things that I'm big on with people that I am friends with, and especially in a relationship with is to make sure that they feel comfortable enough that they can talk to me about anything. Like I will never judge a friend. I would never, absolutely never judge a significantly a significant other because my job is as their woman is to uplift them. Sorry. Support them, make them stronger, make them a stronger man. So if you're spouse or your friend is not taking care of their mental health how the fuck are you encouraging them to be a stronger person like a lot of our men their therapy is weed they gonna have drinks they gonna and women do the shit too i'm gonna just say it like girl i didn't had a rough night shit let's go have some drinks or what's good let's you know i'm gonna come over we gonna have some drinks so men want to drink they want to have sex some of them act out and just do crazy shit but what they don't do is talk about it right and if you really know a person did you ever have a situation where someone really knew you and they was like yo tj what's good what's going on with you yeah yeah i did and um the fact that they they knew it scared the shit out of me Hmm. because you know like you know, you you tell your significant other, maybe your female friend, whatever the whatever the label is, but you know, you tell them, you tell them shit, but you don't fully tell them everything. You know what I'm saying? And um, she just picked up on it and freaked me the hell out. Hmm. Like you know what I'm saying? Like and you know, I'm big on energy too, but I'm. I'm pretty sure she felt the energy, you know, felt the vibes and, you know, that's something that everybody say they want right. but when they have it. It's like, what the fuck? Like, you know, 
some people cool with it. You know, I thought I was cool with it too. But when when that moment happened, like, you know what I'm saying? It scared me. Right. It it, it scared me. That's hmm. I, I why does it scare you though? I'm just like I don't understand why you would be afraid. Like as a man, if you're fully comfortable with someone. And let's just not even say if it's a significant other. That's just uh, an example I gave because right. I don't let a lot of people in in emotionally. I'm emotionally I'm emotionally shut off, and I go through some heavy shit, but I don't let a lot of people in. So I'm sure it's the same case, especially for men. Especially for men, because it's different. They expect women to be vulnerable. They expect women to talk about their shit. They expect women to be crying and shit. You know, they expect that out of a woman. They don't expect that out of a man. So even if it wasn't a significant other and it was just a friend, what if it was a homeboy? Like you wouldn't feel comfortable with talking to him about it? Or you have to really trust somebody with your emotions at some point. Right. I mean, I'm not saying men don't, but it's it's um certain emotions that hell we don't even trust other men with. You know, it's right. just being real, like um, because you, you know, think they try to talk shit. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, of course, it's gonna be shit talk, but they also want they gonna you know they gonna keep it real with you too. But what? sometimes you don't want to hear that shit. Even though ah. you need to hear it, sometimes you just don't want to hear it. Ah, key, key, key. That's a jewel. So yeah, that's a fact. Uh, absolutely. So the the fact that you do have somebody you can trust when you you I, and you know what I learned too. A lot of times I've learned through my struggle with depression and going through it with my son that you are absolutely right. Like sometimes it's things that you don't want to hear. You don't want to hear them because you don't want to deal with it. But yeah. it has to be on your time. So it really don't matter what the fuck they talking about. You ain't trying to hear it. Right. So that, 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 that emotion that may come behind it, you don't want to deal with. You don't want to deal with it. It's the repercussions. Right. It's not talking about it. It's bringing the shit back up. Because once you bring it up, you have to deal with it. And so something that a lot of people do that struggles with depression is they suppress, suppress suppress yeah especially yeah. men men just push it to the side like it's gonna go away but the shit don't go away it just get worse so let me ask you this so when you went to counseling did you feel vulnerable when you left or did you feel relief honestly i felt i felt relief but also i i was upset i was upset because this is shit that I already knew, but I didn't want to face. You know what I'm saying? I was just putting it off, putting it off, like you said. Mm -hmm. So now, like, you know. Now you got I to was, go home and deal with all this shit you just talked about. Right. That I knew I was going to have to do anyway. You know what I mean? It was just like, you knew you, you know, you got to face the music. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I was just more so mad that. You know, all this time, like I knew I knew I had to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? But I had to pay somebody to tell me that. Well, you know what I mean, like it's not just about paying somebody to tell you that. So let me just clear that up. Right. No, nah, that, that it's is, a, that is it's, true. 
it's about um because you were obviously in a better place than a lot of people are you already going through the self-acknowledgement see a lot of people are not even there with the self-acknowledgement like they're out there doing a lot of reckless shit <laughs> um rather they're being abusive to their spouses because they're reflecting their feelings and their emotions on them rather they're just they're, some people are just fatigued you know they don't have a lot of umph in them they don't want to get up and go they don't want to you know they feeling like like they hopeless so it's, it's different for everybody mm -hmm. and I had that stage I had that stage um, you know um, I was drinking heavy smoking heavy and um, you know anybody that do know me know I love my Hennessy but you know I was loving it too much you know what I'm saying and it and doing so, my moods wasn't where they need to be. Um, my thoughts was always cloudy. You know, I was acting reckless, you know, talking reckless. That also took a toll on my health, too. You know what I'm saying? It, it's a lot. It, 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 it's a lot behind it, you know. But yes. I, I did have that phase. Yes. I did have that phase. Yes. So I was just going to ask you that because, you know, I like to throw facts out there. So. One of the three, the three most commonly overlooked signs of depression in men are one, physical pain. Sometimes depression in men shows up as backaches, frequent headaches, sleeping problems, ooh, 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 digestive disorders, and baby, sexual dysfunction. It don't matter how bad a bitch is or how bad you turned on, you just can't perform because your mind is not there. Yeah, at one point, like, I'm not even going to lie. At one point, you know, I the the mood is set. And I just be like, man, I don't want to do this shit. Like, uh, I, I ain't I never been that depressed. Now, I, 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 I had my stunt with depression. Now, I'm not going to lie, but that was an outlet for me. <laughs> it, was, it was a relief. It was the relief for me. But, so let's talk about anger uh -huh. so that's what i was saying like it can you can just be irritable or sensitive to criticism or yeah, just you can lose your sense of humor like shit don't be funny you very short temper how did that how did that particular symptom show up in you um just i was like negative nancy if you want to put it like that like you know, everything was just bad. Like, we could just be talking about, you know, we could just be talking about orange juice. I'm like, man, that shit nasty. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not laughing at you with like, orange you know, juice, like, DJ. Orange juice. It, it, was, it, was, it, it was something. It could be something little like that. Your drink was just, flat. <laughs> yeah. And I just have like, it start off with a negative comment, then I just fly off the deep end. Like, you know, that I hated that that now that phase I definitely hate it because don't nobody want to be around that. You know Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, now, and now, did you realize it when you were in that stage, or did it take you to get on the other end to be like, damn, I was negative as fuck, or I was acting like this? And <laughs> did you I realize know. that? Nah, I already knew. But you didn't give a fuck. Right. It was just like that. <laughs> fuck it. Like, yo, I don't care. Like, I don't want to be around you anyway. Knowing ah. I'm lying. Knowing I'm lying. But, 
you know. That the press TJ didn't give a fuck. But the real TJ was like, man, let's kick it. <laughs> yeah, like I I want to kick it. You know what I'm saying? But I was just like, man, fuck it. I'll just be by myself. And then being by myself, you know, you make you think about shit. Yeah, you you pretend like you're okay. Yeah. Day one and day two, day three, when you normally out with your niggas, watching a game or going to a bar, you're like, man, fuck. How did I get here? Shit was good just a week ago. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that depression is no joke. You know I think I that's how a lot of suicide happens. Like, oh, my God. So, you know, like, I'm that homegirl to my homeboys. Like, me and this guy was really, really close. Like, no shade. Really, really close. And we never had been intimate or anything. We just had a really, really good relationship. And he trusted me. And he killed himself. But what happened was, it was just so many scenarios and so many things that kind of played a place in it. And I dealt with guilt for that too for a while because I knew he was depressed. I had actually talked him in the start, going to counseling and doing a lot of shit. And then he had a best friend that killed himself. And when that happened, I knew that his he had more of a depression and not a sadness because he said, I can completely understand why he did that. I was like, what you mean you can understand? You know, like if you and when he explained that shit to me, my word, the words out of my mouth was you need to go talk to some damn body. You need professional help <laughs> for real. And I stayed on his ass till he did it, but it didn't save him. It, it didn't. It didn't save him. And it was just so crazy because when I heard about his death, like I instantly knew. And it's crazy how like his cousins and stuff was like, I don't understand why he would do that. I don't from our conversations and the things that he divulged to me, I knew exactly what he was feeling. And when I heard that he died, I called my sister and I was like, sis, guess what? And she looked and she was like, so-and-so died. And she was like, well, they're not saying how he died. Because I was waiting on like his cousin or somebody to hit me up. And I was like, I bet you he killed himself. She was like, girl, don't say that. I was like, I bet you he killed himself. He was just not in a good place. He was just not in a good place. And I knew that as his friend. So I automatically knew what it was when I heard. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that that's a whole different, <laughs> that's a whole different situation. But when people know, they know. So it's very important that you find somebody that you trust that can talk to and not only talk to that person, but listen to them. And when you're in a bad place, make sure you let them know so that they can do things. You know what I'm saying? Like to try to help you um, come out of that place. So one other thing is the third most common thing that's overlooked signs of depression is men is reckless behavior. Most men that suffer from depression do a lot of risky things like dangerous sports, driving recklessly, engaging in unsafe sex, drink too much, abuse drugs, gamble compulsively, or develop habits. Some people become sex addicts. Yeah. 
<laughs> so you're carrying one thing with another like what the fuck did how did you have any reckless behaviors that showed up during your depression that you can now recognize that hey had it been regular with me i wouldn't have done that shit hell yeah like um like um i was drinking like i said you know drinking heavy you know smoking heavy like way more like now now like if i do smoke one blunt may last me like a week. Shut up! I'm serious. Like I smoke, I I might smoke for like maybe five minutes and, and dot it out. You know what I'm saying? Because I like to I'm I like to be functional. I don't like that that sluggish um high. You know what I'm saying? I don't like that downer. Yeah, I don't know nothing about that. I don't do no drugs. Right. Nah. I mean, you know, with weed. You know what I'm saying? Because you got two types of weed. You got uppers and downers. And, um, you know, I like to be functional. Like, you know, I like a little buzz and still be able to move and, you know, do what I need to do. But, um, yeah, I was smoking heavy, drinking heavy. Um, I ride motorcycles, so I may speed a little bit more than, than you know, what was needed. Um, gambling, like you said, um, man, I was wasn't too much I wasn't doing. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, fuck it. Right. Like, anything you won't eat, anything and everything. <laughs> right. Well, that, there are some triggers for depression. I, I don't think a lot of people realize that there are triggers out there. So I'm going to just rattle off some and then let me know if any of those that probably you were pre-positions to. Um, mm -hmm. Loneliness and lack of social support. Inability to deal with stress. Having a history of alcohol or drug abuse in your family. Early childhood trauma abuse. And what about isolation, aging in isolation? I mean, I had a couple of those. Like, um, you know, like most of my family, you know, we, we like alcohol. Now you're going to lie. Like, you know, we like alcohol. We got the smokers. So we got both of them. You know what I'm saying? So people be like, oh, well, you got it, honestly. Yeah. Here, I, here I am, here I am, here I am again, talking about the black person's experience. So listen, I don't think that there's very far and few black families that don't have an uncle or auntie, sister, brother, cousin, that's a crackhead or powderhead or somebody in their family that is like, oh, yeah, they on that shit. <laughs> it's just like, OK, whatever. I don't I think when they get into that and it's kind of like making the norm and breaking the cycle. Um, now, you I know families and I will say this. I think it has to do with also when they say that I think it, there are some families where the dysfunction is real and they don't even realize it. Like it's OK to get together and drink and have a good time. Um me personally, my family loves to have fun. The main thing we do, of course, we eating because we all greedy. <laughs> hey, that's what we do. But we going to drink a little bit. But we also, like I'm from Texas, so we definitely going to play dominoes. We going to play cards. And we just going to have fun. Now, I come from a long family of shit talkers. Okay? Whether they're saved or not. I mean, that's what we do. We sit around and play games, play cards, play Monopoly, play dominoes, play spades. We spades players. Like, all through my childhood, I remember that. And it's crazy because you know what else I remember? It was not normal for us to sit around and get drunk. 
it was normal for us to sit around and have family time. We gonna eat, we gonna play cards, we gonna play games, you know, as a family. And you, some families, when they get together, their main thing is everybody bringing a bottle. Uh-huh. And they dysfunctionally drink to they stink. <laughs> yeah. And for those of you who don't know what drink do you stink mean, mean you drink so much you can't stand up, you can't say shit. You are really just out of control. You are not in control anymore. And the shit coming out your pores. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> so when I grew up, we would get together and have family activity, and the drinkers were sneaking drinks in their cup because Medea, most of the time we did stuff at Medea House. And I think a lot of my audience already know that in my family, we call my grandmother Medea. I always have my mom and them beta when they was kids. Like this was way before Tyler Perry type of shit. But Medea's a Christian. So you're not finna go to Medea House and drink. It, even not to this day, I don't care how old, how grown you is. You know, the smoke is going to be outside where she can't see them on the side of the house. And if you drink it, it's in your cup. Don't nobody know. And you got to go back to your car to pull it up. Like, <laughs> nah, everybody know because it's in the right cup. I mean, no, 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 not in Medea House. Oh. In Medea House, everybody cups the same because you're going to take that cup out the kitchen. It's there for everybody to fix their goddamn Kool Aid or drink with. Mm. <laughs> and most of the time we're gonna have we gonna have we're gonna have we're gonna have sodas or pops what y'all call them here sodas i don't fucking know but anyway yeah, cold drinks we're gonna have cold drinks i say sodas now because i think that's what they say in south carolina but cold drinks we have cold drinks that's sodas we're gonna have our kool-aid and we're gonna have our tea but then you also gonna have your issue but your issue in your car you're not bringing that in my deal house that's not what oh, we're doing no nah, no nah, nah. you're not doing that it's like you give your cousin it's so funny because even to this day when we go home if it's something at my deal house like times has changed as far as my parents like we used to couldn't like drink in front of my mom and stuff but now it's more or less like i know what you're doing you might as well come over here with it like <laughs> I got the whole spades table held up while I'm in the kitchen in the corner fixing my drink or in the laundry room fixing my drink. But, you know, we but we was raised to that wasn't normalized, but we also was not made to feel isolated or feel different because that's what we chose to do. Right. So we talked about it, but that's that's the dysfunction, I think, with alcohol and drugs that people talk about. So. Anything else? Because I think we brought out so well before I end this conversation, because I was in the conversation, because I think we brought out some really important things that that sh people should understand. What I want you to tell me is where are you now with your depression and what did it take for you to get there? Oh, I'm I feel like I'm still not where I need to be, but I'm, I'm a lot further. Um, you know, I still deal with it, but um, not as much. Um, you know, I have good days and bad days like everybody else, but my bad days are like more extreme in a sense, but I can also manage it. It's like, okay, I know I'm feeling like this. I need to figure out what I need to do to get out, out of this funk. That's what I call it. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm not where I need to be, I feel like, but I'm getting there. Um, 
Um, let me see. What was the other part? Um, what helped you get to that? And I think you you probably answered that in that because you was telling me how you just start doing a lot of self-realization. So self-evaluations and things like that, I'm sure, yeah, help you yeah, because definitely. I know growing up, as you know, you would hear a lot of boys don't cry or man up. And those type of things stop me from talking about it and getting help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely do. But, um, you know, we just um, got to normalize talking. You know what I'm saying? Like, really, you got to, we all know we got our certain group of friends we could do certain stuff with. Mm-hmm. So you just got to find that very close little circle or one person that you can have this conversation with you know what i'm saying get it out because um that was the problem that i had you know what i'm saying i i, I keep a lot of shit in you know what i'm saying I, I be fronting a lot when it comes to how i feel and with me knowing that i gotta do better you know what i'm saying i got i got you know some people that i could talk to and i know that but I got to make myself talk. You know what I'm saying? So definitely, definitely us as men, you know, to all the men that's listening, you know, find somebody to talk to. If you feel like you need professional help, get it. Ain't shit wrong with it. Nothing is wrong with it. We, We deal with a lot as black men already. Right. Let's knock something off of the list of what we deal with and let depression be one of them. Oh, you know what I'm saying? that's awesome. I love For that. Real, I love that. I love that. So you as being a person and a man, not only a man, but a black man that struggle with depression, what would you, what advice would you give to someone that has a friend that they see signs of depression in? How do you feel like they can reach the person? Um, you got to be consistent. Be consistent. And it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. Like y'all heard, I was one of those that don't want to talk. You know what I'm saying? Just fuck everything. And I mean, it may, it may hurt to hear that, but don't give up. If that's your nigga, your friend, or whatever you want to call it, Stay on their ass, you know, get them their space, but just let them know, hey, I'm still here. I'm still your nigga. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'll me when you're ready. One of the things that I learned with dealing with someone that some suffers with depression is always it's always good to just listen and validate the person's emotional experience. Right. What's important is is your experience as the person that's depressed is their experience it's not yours so you need to validate their emotion even if it don't make sense to you you can you know still communicate with them that you hear them and but you have to respect what they're saying and what they're feeling my son taught me that he was like no you don't get it when i'd be like that's stupid why would you say that or why would you feel that way that's No, I've learned that in going to counseling with him that I have to respect what he's feeling, even if I don't feel that way. Exactly. You got to. Because his feelings are true to him. Exactly. And one thing that I've absolutely learned is never, ever, 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 
ever ignore comments about suicide or self-harm. Never. Because anytime someone is brave enough to share that with you, they're asking for help. That's what happened with my friend. When he told me, when he told me that he can see why he do it. He was like, oh, I absolutely do it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like I told him he needed help, but I wasn't persistent. I don't, I, I felt like it was something else I could have did. And I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Right. What I'm saying is like, you definitely got to stay consistent with them. Like you got to, man, you got to, because like you said, um, if they, if they telling you, they, they thinking about doing this shit. Yeah, they thinking about this shit for real. They thinking about it because your average person is not going to tell you like they thinking about killing them. You, you, you get what I'm saying? Because right. like, we all, like, we all, like, you know, got heated and be like, yo, I'll kill that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We might have said something along that line. Right. But we all know, like, we ain't trying to do that. You know what I'm saying? Now, it may be a couple that will do it. You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, we all just saying that out of anger. But if somebody is telling you that they think about hurting themselves with a straight face and they calm about it, right Help. you have to pay attention so Help. that's the whole purpose of this conversation is i really need people to understand how depression does not discriminate even if it's a man depression impacts millions of men all ages all backgrounds all colors and if you care about them, you're going to be affected too. It's going to af- affect the spouses. It's going to affect the partners. It's going to expect your friends and your family. TJ, that's exactly what you were saying when you was just like, you were just mean. You were horrible to be around. Uh-huh. Now, it's, <laughs> right. now, it's normal for anyone to feel down from time to time. Just because you feel a down about or have a dip, in, a dip in your mood because of everyday loss setbacks disappointment it does not necessarily mean that you're necessarily depressed but if you're a male you need to realize that depression can change your daily life it can interfere with your productivity your sleep your diet just your overall enjoyment of life so if you're feeling these things and you have these things going on you need to reach out for help Find somebody you trust that you can talk to. Go seek a counselor. The thing about counseling is, first of all, severe depression is very intense. (laughs) There's a lot of deep, deep, deep emotions. And I think that's something that TJ shared with everybody. My main purpose of this conversation is the most unfortunate thing about this is depression in men gets overlooked. And so many of us find it difficult to talk about it, which makes it harder for men to talk about their feelings. So in order for us to normalize it and open that door to make our, fe- our men feel like it's okay to tell us how you feel. It's okay if you're feeling depressed. Like I'm more or less like me with my friends and my homeboys or whatever. Like, dude, what the fuck is up? You good? <laughs> What's going on? You know, but you have to make them comfortable enough and let them know that you're not judging them. Depression is not something that you can judge because anybody can be a victim any day. Any day. 
Anything you want to see? I done went on a rant. <laughs> Anything you want to add before I um close the conversation? Um, yeah, you know, um, to all the listeners, um, you know, like I said, my name is CJ Brookwood. You know, if I said something that you know resonate with you, you know what I'm saying? Feel free to hit me up. I'm on Facebook. Um, that that is my name on the book. You know what I'm saying? You can look me up, and um, if you want to just you know, talk about it, you know what I'm saying? We could talk about it, you know what I mean? Like, let this be, like, the start of something, you know what I'm saying? You got to reach one to teach one, you know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we could, we could talk, you know what I'm saying? It's all good. Um, You know, to go from there, you know what I'm saying? Let's, um, let's start helping each other, you know what I'm saying? We already fighting a lot. You know what I'm saying? But the fight will be a lot better. You got somebody on your side. Absolutely. So let's, let's um let's start doing that. You know what I'm saying? So um thank you all for um you know listening. And um, you know, that's it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your your story. I really appreciate it because I do feel like people do not realize that. Men and a man being depressed is different from a woman being depressed. A man suffering from depression is four times more likely to take their own life than a woman. You know why? Because they're trying to tough it out. They feel like they weak if they talk about it. They feel like, oh, they're going to think I'm a pussy. They're going to think, no, I am here to tell you that being depressed does not make you less of a man. It's vital, it's vital for us to reach out, talk to someone you trust. If you need counseling, go get counseling. The thing about counseling is you can be going to counseling and nobody will even fucking know of you in counseling unless you tell them. That shit is all confidential. So get help. Find somebody. If you need medicine, take your damn medicine, get your medicine. And again, if you don't want to talk about it, you still don't have to talk about it. Anyway. <laughs> this shit runs deep for me so i be a little a little high strong about it because i i've i've dealt with a lot of men that deal with depression a lot of good men that deal with depression and they just don't feel like their life is validated and i need them and any other man out there that's feeling depressed to know that they are valid their life is appreciated it is valued and if you feel some type of way talk to some fucking body about it and again thank you tj for being here you did open up communication and of course guys you can always reach out to me um, <laughs> you can reach out to me but um i talk a lot of shit but there's some things that i don't play about till next time thank you for tuning in to closed door conversations podcast a place where no topic is off limits no filters will be applied and no judgment will be allowed. Yes, this is the end of the show, but it's definitely not the end of the conversation. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. To get even more involved and more exclusive content, join our Patreon community. The conversation continues. Till next time.